Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome. If you're listening live, it is 2021, which for many people is like, uh, really? More? There's more? <laughs> yes. It'll be a, for some of us, it'll be a weird extension of 2020. I love when people say, it's going to be the best year of my life. I'm like, no, I think the best year of your life, I don't know what that means. There's no such thing as the best year. There's never been a year where everything was just wonderful. 365 chances for things to go interesting, okay? Uh, it is, let's see, how do I start this year? One, by saying hi, everybody. I'm really glad that you're here. If you're seeing me and my, my guest today, I'm going to pop in for just a second and uh, welcome you and bring you up to speed about what's going on. Um, I chose to end the year in a very interesting way. I left the country when many people couldn't leave the country. I went off to Costa Rica. And for somebody who's used to traveling, I've traveled my entire life. Uh, it felt familiar and it felt very much needed because like many of you, I've been in lockdown in my house, in my house for better part of a year. January 2nd of last year, Joshua was in a horrific motorcycle accident, uh, went through surgery the entire month in the hospital and then in a wheelchair for six months. I have a very interesting, intimate relationship with my space now. Uh, I remember, do you remember those moments last year when you cleaned every closet? Because, oh, this is so cool. I have nothing to do. I just clean closets. And the closets once again got messy again. I'm like, oh, what is it about closets that they do that? Um, saved a lot of gas mileage. That was interesting. But I, and maybe it's like you. You know, in my early 20s, I lived on the road. I found Club Med. I discovered that traveling was exciting and interesting, and I enjoyed it. I'm going to hope for all of you, if you've not done a lot of that, the world is a phenomenal place. It is not your house. It is not your community. It is not your, your country. There are hundreds of countries that look nothing like ours. And it's fascinating to explore how other humans can live. And I think 2020 for me was a time of reflection, uh, very intimate reflection. You spend a lot of time by yourself or with just your family. And to take stock and not set the bar so high, 2020 is not going to be the best year of your life. It, it, it might be, but I doubt it. What was the best year of your life so far? Think about it for a second. You know, I, we did that the other day. Best three years of my life. I think having babies, 20, 2002, um, winning. I, I, there's, there's probably two other ones that are great. But I can also think of years that were, that were pretty bad and confusing. They didn't set out to be that way. Years where I lost my parents or you know, broke my knee. I remember that one pretty badly. Um, so for me, chunk it down a little bit. Let's get realistic. Let's make it a little more day by day, month by month. Uh, I do know a couple of things I learned in 2020. I started a company. I started a company that involves a lot of students, a lot of clients, and a lot of my time. I've never given away so much of my time to elevate others in my entire life. And that's what shifted for me. Uh, but I also got to a certain age. You know, we had, there's a season for things. There's a season to be young and frivolous. There's a season to have children. There's a season to be in love. There's a season when you get older that life just looks very different looking back on more years than you have to look ahead. And I got into some very deep conversations. You know, a lot of the entrepreneurs I hang out with, you know, what, what's going to be your legacy? And, and how much money do you want to make next year? And I'm like, yeah, I got to tell you, dude, I hit a very magical number. It's called 60. 
It doesn't feel like anything's ever felt before. It feels very, very different. And I know that there's no such thing as legacy. Why do I know that? Because I hung out with Jack LaLanne, who spent 37 years on the national television show, sat on Johnny Carson's couch, shook hands with presidents. Everybody knew his name. Seven years or eight years after he's gone, there's not a 20-year-old who knows who he was. Mm. He doesn't have a legacy. What chance do you have? So now I've taken the focus. What is it that makes you happy? That's what this year is, I think, going to be about for me. I always try to find one word. And some years the words were automation, and one year it was you get what you tolerate. I think, as I'm debating, that it might be happy for me. Because what is happy? Happy is going to be this hour interview that I've got with Ashley. Ashley Armstrong, my first guest, is beautiful and fun, and I've not spent enough time with her, and I get to do that today. Um, And I'm going to get really raw for a second. Come on, lean in. How happy are you ever? Now, and, and I'm really delving into this because I've won big awards. I've gotten on stage in front of thousands of people and made speeches and held that and won. And after that, there was a weird letdown of, oh, wow, like literally I've got an award here going, okay, so I'm sitting, I remember one year actually sitting in a slot machine in Vegas holding my award, big award, because there was nobody around. I didn't really have my family there with me. I wasn't very much in love. And I was like, huh, you're not going to have fun night tonight. And I pulled the slot machine. I'm like, shoot, now I'm really unhappy. Hmm. You know that moment where you're very intimate with your loved one? It's called the big O. Oh, my God. You get, you get, you get. Oh, okay. Huh, now what? What do you want to do? You want to watch TV? You want to smoke? You want to go grab? Okay. Think about it. If that's the happiest that you get, that's over as well. And so it's like the moment after. Books. I have written and published. I thought I was going to be happy when I finally published my books. This one took three years. This one took a little while. Uh, I got a new one. I got the big, I mean, oh, okay. Am I happier now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of happy. I'm doing my next one. Um. So for me, happiness is a thing that you actually have to take a moment and go, okay, I'm just going to be happy. Look around and go, yeah, this makes me, what? Because it's not on the other side of the fence. It's really not. It's you. It's the people that you can pick up the phone and call. It's the moment when you're crying and you're still going, yeah, I'm kind of happy. I'm not sad, but so I just define that word. And I would love to hear uh, your thoughts about what the word means for you, because I'm having some ruminations about it, you know? Uh, I'm in love, absolutely in love. I, w- I didn't feel very well last night and the love of my life was just holding me and I'm like, this makes me happy. And then I got really sad because I thought at one moment, that's gonna be the very last moment we get to say hi to each other. I'm like, well, that moment's not gonna make me happy or will it? Well, I know I've lived a great life. So that's my word for today, a little philosophical, a little deep. Uh, I know we've got a lot of people all around the world watching us here on Facebook Live Uh, If you want to check into this, yeah, I love this. I love the fact that we can touch this many people this quickly and uh, and connect. So my first guest is a woman who is just, she's doing it. She's making things happen. She's well-respected in several industries, and she's just beautiful. And so please welcome is Ashley Armstrong. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I just love all the energy that you bring to the table and all of the lives that you have actually touched in the last six months, because I have seen that new journey, that new business that you had started. Um, and it's just been absolutely beautiful. People are just, they're like, they, they Forbes it 110%. They're just so dedicated and so loyal. And I just absolutely love it. <laughs> No, I, because here's one of my personal issues. I'm a loner. 
I am very, I I like people. I like, and I love people. Oh my gosh, I love on people all the time. I'm a hugger and a kisser and I've broken through people and I've taught classes. But at the end of the day, I I go home, I'm really good. And I have to remember that, I think what happened for me, happiness. I did a lot of the loner things. I have starred in movies and television and talk shows. But I realized that there was something missing. And what was missing for me was this human connection. And I didn't get it in my family. I had a very goofy little family. My parents are gone. My family's gone. I have no aunts and uncles or grandparents. And so we were very centric. And I'm like, there's a lot of love to be gotten when you give to people. And I'm enjoying this for the first time really in my life. Isn't that interesting? I love that. That's beautiful. It's amazing how we're able to connect with the dots when you look backwards. We don't know what's going on forward. You just have to have faith moving forward. But when you turn around, just like that happened because of that happened because of that happened because of that happened. Like, oh, my God, amazing. <laughs> right. All these enlightening so, moments. Miss Ashley, as you sit there just looking glowing in your dome, tell <laughs> us all about you. Tell us who you are and how you came to be here. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm Ashley Armstrong, the e-commerce hidden rules expert, and I help established product companies find millions of dollars they're leaving on the table by leveraging the power of Amazon. And I've been uh, on the online space for a decade now, written some books, helped lots of people uh, work with private uh, companies. It's just been an absolute whirlwind for the most part. And this past year, 2020, has been amazing for me. Um, a big breakthrough. Did lots of TV, lots of media, lots of publication stuff. And I'm just kind of getting myself out there and seeing how I can help more people like you're doing. Um, a little bit of a different capacity, but uh, yeah, it's just been amazing. So what did, what, what did you want to be when you were little? I wanted to be, well, I grew up in a pro athletic family, uh, Olympic family. All members of my family are pro athletes at one point or another. Uh, I was downhill ski racer, did that for quite some time. And so, of course, growing up in that environment, I wanted to be a pro skier. And it very quickly changed into, well, maybe if I can't, you know, be the number one in the world, then I can do some sort of traveling with the ski team and be, you know, some sort of doctor on the side. And that's really where it started as a very young age of just wanting to be in the sports arena, sports medicine, and whatnot. Obviously, I'm not doing that (laughs) now. But that was like my very first young age, you know, dream that I had for myself. Now you, how did you get to this whole Amazon thing? So, and everybody listening, there's a lot of people out there who have managed to niche down and I'm going to inspire you to find them. So Amazon is this, this thing that just evolved. It is now the world's mm-hmm. largest store. It's the world's largest website. It's, it's this big thing. But somehow at some point you said, I'm going to focus on this. Why did you choose that? To be quite honest with you, I was an expat living in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. So I was there for 14 years, uh, going back and forth between my homes in Canada and there. And when you are living abroad, there's no work for you to do. Like just, you just can't do anything. You got to start your own business or figure it out. And this was, again, like over a decade ago. So the internet was just kind of going. Facebook was just kind of getting up and going. And being a serial entrepreneur that I was, I would cultivate my own bacteria in my house and sell it locally. And I was a local naturopath. Like I did all these like things that are local in the community, but they weren't really enough to, you know, make a difference in my life, I guess you could say. And then I'm like, well, I gotta make this bigger. Like I have to like serve the world. And then it was just into, how can I do that? Amazon, the largest distribution platform at that time. 
and there wasn't too, too many people doing it. So I learned how to manufacture and build a seven-figure business. And, you know, the rest is history for the most part. I did it all from the bed. <laughs> all right, so learn to, man- learn to manufacture what? What was the first thing you launched? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the very first thing that I launched was a car sunshade that you stick, like, the back of your window for, like, your children and whatnot. I remember and you doing that, yeah. Yeah, it was just one of those things where I... I'm very lucky. I always find the golden nuggets. I don't know what it is, but I always find these holes in the market that I could very quickly and easily fill. And it was like a 25 cent purchase. By the time I imported landed, it was about $2 and 50 cents and I was selling it for $19. So, you know, zero to 30, 30 grand within 30 days is what I was able to do time and time again with all these new products. There's not that many people doing it at that time. And that really just kind of like put the fire under my ass. (laughs) Okay, so I have a, we all know I have a, a very cool fitness product here, which by the way, guys, if you're listening to this live, uh, I did this when COVID hit, but I'm doing it now bigger. Every day at noon, I'm doing this for free. Uh, you just have to get a spin gym. And a lot of people have them. I know you got one as care of my gift package. Uh, 2.2 million people have spin gyms at noon. Write this number down if you're here, 516-678-3195. It's the phone number that I grew up on when I was a kid which by the way, my parents passed away and I called the number just to say hi to the people and they were not, they're like, whatever. I'm like, you don't understand. That was my phone number for 40 years. They're like, and what do you want? I'm like, I want to talk to my mommy. <laughs> um, so join us at noon uh, while I'm doing this. It's noon Eastern time, uh, 15 minute workouts. I guarantee you will sweat. You will feel better. You will know why I love this. You'll hear me yell and scream. And I was never an aerobic instructor. I never did, a, but I am in the National Fitness Hall of Fame. I know what I'm doing. 15 minutes with this will change your, your life and I'm doing it for free. So pop in. I will see you there tomorrow, Ms. Ashley. Just yep. even once. It's a phenomenally crazy experience and I like giving this to people. So I launched a little bit on Amazon and I got my head handed to me. It was before FBA and we couldn't ship fast enough and they have all of these rules and I think I got kicked out. How yep. mean. <laughs> all right, so, <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's not like there's another Amazon you can go to. It's like, if you get kicked out, like, huh? So let's assume everybody out there has got something they could sell or market on Amazon. It could be any, it could be anything. How do we get started? That's a really great question. The easiest way to, well, the beautiful thing about the platform is when it, you know, 10 years ago, things were a lot more disconnected, I guess you could say, where nowadays it's more streamlined. All you got to do is go to Amazon, um, it's sellercentral.amazon.com and you can set up an account and they have personal accounts and professional accounts and you literally just follow the prompts. The professional account is the best one. It's like $40 US a month, if I remember correctly, that gives you the ability to be able to sell on their platform. And you just put in your information, your business information. If you are a solopreneur or if you are a corporate, you just put in the information. It's really that simple. They have a seller university so you can go through, watch videos explaining how to use, you know, the platform and how everything works and whatnot. It's a lot of information. And the beautiful thing about Amazon, of course, is that you can touch and get in front of a lot of people. But it is also a pain because it is managed by a lot of robots. And (laughs) there's lots of eggshells that you have to make sure you're not walking on. And as you've experienced, you can very quickly get suspended or kicked out if you don't follow the rules, which is why I'm the hidden rules expert. I help people untap those hidden rules to be able to make sure that you can stay and you can scale and grow. So give me an example of somebody who started out, who's done really well. Uh, I think this is important. One of the things that I'm helping a lot of people with is how do you make just a little bit more money a year? Mm, uh, I right, love the fact right. that I want to make 10,000 a month. I mean, you know what? 
I can remember the first couple of times that I made money unexpectedly, like the first time an affiliate account really worked or the first time I got mm. money from Amazon or that you didn't actually physically have to work for. It's kind of a fun thing to do. So everybody can try this, can do this, but you took it to another level. What's the disconnect between just playing around and really getting it? Well, I think really at the end of the day, it ends up being the entrepreneurial mindset, which is something that I speak to a lot. Um, a lot of people want to be an entrepreneur or they want to be able to have con more control of their income opportunities or having you know multiple income streams, I guess you could say, but they're not really prepared for what it takes, you know, the time, the energy and the capital investment that is necessary to start a business. So, you know, I speak to a lot of people who are like, I want to do this. And then I'm like, okay, are you prepared? Like, have you really looked to see like what's behind the curtain? Because there's a lot of moving parts and it may not be great for your personality or your lifestyle, or maybe it will be. So that's kind of like number one. And in a lot of cases, when people are starting out and they're, they're sort of like, tip, you know, putting their toes in the water, it's fun, it's exciting. But then if you don't stay focused on it, it's just going to like shrivel up and kind of go away because you're going to get, you know, shiny object syndrome. You're going to kind of go somewhere else. You're going to go over here. And or they don't reinvest the money into their business so that they can scale and grow to the next level and making it really a, a commitment for the most part. So when you're a dabbler and you have side hustle aspects, you know, that does bring in some extra money for bills or groceries or whatever it might be. But it's not a business. It's just a side hustle. And there's a lot of people who are looking for just a little bit extra money, as you're saying, which is wonderful. And the more knowledge and more experience that you provide yourself in this one life that we live is amazing. So by all means, go after it and do it. But it's just like, okay, now if you want to make it in a legitimate business, which is what I help people do is that I take people who were product sellers, they found a product that has a good profit margin, they get it up there, and they start making some money, but they don't know how to make it into a legitimate business. And so I help them with that second step is to make it, it a legitimate business so they can scale and grow. It's really just strategy and commitment on top of everything else, really. Why do you like doing this? Oh, man, it provides so much freedom for people. And, you know, when we use the word freedom, a lot of times we're like sitting on the beach. And then they're like, dude, I lived in Mexico. <laughs> I had the whole full-time maid and nannies and the beach a block and a half down the road. Wait, 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 hang on a second. Actually, you know what? I was so busy looking at you. I forgot to look at my chat. We have 30 seconds for our first commercial. Sorry, I'm, I'm imagining sitting on the beach. No, it's okay. Right, you guys, we're going to go off to our first commercial. I got some great sponsors. Listen to this, but please come back because I'm going to ask Ashley some very in-depth questions about how you two can make money and have fun and sit on the beach. All right, we'll be right back after this message. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-294. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Okay, so if you're within the sound of my voice, we're manifesting being on a beach, whether it's Mexico, Costa Rica. My daughter just went surfing in El Salvador. Nice. I know, right? Again, a little confusing because I'm not sure what the rules are. Actually, I, one of the things I love doing is I love acting. I did a movie this year. I got, and again, you know, you hear people in lockdown, and yet I went to Kansas City for six days and started a movie. I'm like, how could I do that? It was great. Uh, but I got a TV series in Canada, and I can't get to Canada. They're not mm-hmm. letting America. I'm like, but I could go to Costa Rica and El Salvador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go back for a little bit. You decided to go live in Mexico. How was that? Yeah. living. Oh my gosh! Wow. Uh, really, to be quite honest with you, when I went down, it was only supposed to be for a year. Like most people, when they go to a different destination and a place just to have fun, I was twenty. 24 when I went down my spouse was like hey I'm going down to Mexico do you want to come I'm like sure so I went down with two bags and the first year was like extremely exciting because obviously it's new don't know the language don't really know the customs I literally went to Mexico not knowing a lick of Spanish other than like cerveza (laughs) like give me some beer in the bathroom that's all I need to know at the end of the day um, and so the first year is exciting because it's all new and you know you're in an adventure and then the second year you start paying attention to all those like nuances and those differences between cultures, between morals, between, you know, just thought processes, how companies work. And you're like, and you kind of get twisted a little bit. And then by the third year, you're like, Oh, do I even like this? Cause you have to deal with so much diversity. And so things are just so drastically different. You know, mm-hmm. they're, you know, if you end up getting overcharged with your cell phone bill, they don't care. They don't credit you. You have no other, they have, you have no other service to go to. So you can't complain. It's not like up here, you know, where there's accountability, (laughs) I guess you could say in a lot of cases, you know, and it was very wild, wild west, 50 years behind. So not a lot of rules, you know, you can have people come and take the meter off your house and wind it back (laughs) to save one of your electricity bills. You can pay cops off. Um, you know, anything kind of went for the most part. And that's kind of looking at the good and bad side of things or whatever. But the beautiful thing about it was, is that the culture itself, we have a lot to learn from the Mexican culture 
of family. That's really their bread. Like that's the center stone of everything. They just care about family. They support each other. They still live together. They're, they love to party. There'll be like, my neighbors will be up to like four o'clock in the morning. The children are still running around screaming. Then there's like mariachi bands everywhere. Like it's just, they just enjoy life, you know? Mm -hmm. And the really interesting thing that I found to that point was both my children were born there. So they're, they're Mexicans, Canadian Mexicans. (laughs) And I'd be on the beach with my daughter who was like, you know, two years old. She was still a little toddler. And there was a national family sitting next to me and they're all huddled underneath the umbrella. There's like mom and dad and a few kids, but they're teenage boys. And then teenage boy came over to my child, picked her up and then took her over to his family. And I'm sitting here by myself going, what the hell, (laughs) what the hell are you doing with my child? Like, you know, I didn't really know the language too, too well at the time, but I was just watching, you know, like, what are, where are they going to go? They're either going to go the, you know, into the water or somewhere else. And the, and the teenage boy was playing with my daughter, pinching their cheeks, which is one thing they love to do. And they're like talking about how beautiful she is, you know, how chubby she is and all the family were in it. And then after they like had their well wishes with my daughter, he brought her back over and said, thanks. Like how many teenagers up here do you think would go and just start playing with the stranger's baby? You know what I mean? So like, it really shows you the difference of like how much they love and nurture their families and the young ones compared to up here is very disconnected in a lot of cases. And of course, everywhere you live is different. So and that's not a blanket statement. That's just, you know, <laughs> or whatnot. But yeah, so it, it's, it's hard to live in a country like that, because you have to deal with a lot of crap. But you know, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. That's for sure. So and yeah. then you came back. Why did you come back? Uh, our kids were older there. We knew that when our kids were about 10 years old, that we'd want to get them into, you know, higher education. And I needed to change, you know, everything in your life is beautiful for the time that you need it. Like we meet people when we need them and they leave our lives when we don't need them anymore. You know, it's like that with everything, Lisa, I believe that. And so my time there was amazing. I got to raise a family without having the burden of society on me. I got to make my own rules I got to be the ladies who lunched. I got to have the full-time help. Like a lot of things that a lot of people have not had the opportunity of experiencing. So I have this amazing background, but it was done. You know, like I hit my ceiling. I could no longer get further in life. It was like crabs in a bucket by the time we were ready to go, to be quite honest with you. And Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that we did that. We've been back up here for just about a year and a half now. And I'm a completely different person. You know, I'm in a different space, different light, different opportunities. And I was really able to kind of open up that second, you know, I I really did hit that ceiling. You know, it was a glass ceiling of where I could be personally and professionally. And then just moving to a different town, to a different location, you have to reinvent yourself. And when you reinvent yourself, there's no rules again. And so therefore you get to make them and create them. And so, you know, that transition was just, it was beautiful for when the time was. And now we're on to like a new adventure for the most part. So, yeah. And what does your husband do? He is a closer. So he's been doing, he's done, you know, 2 million, 200 million in real estate sales. And he goes in for big, huge launches of stuff in Mexico and in Canada. And uh, now he helps, you know, big companies with their sales process and a lot of other fun stuff. So, yeah. Sounds fascinating. How old are the kids? The kids are 10 and 12. Okay, so mine are just turned 18, which is a very interesting transition time that I'm happy to talk about with anybody who wants to talk about it. Having <laughs> gotten to that level, I can remember 10 and 12. How are they dealing, though, with all that's going on? Are they at home studying? 
They are actually, I'm very, very blessed. The other part of Canada where I'm originally from, Ontario, they're all completely shut down. Kids are still not in school, full on lockdown. And I'm in British Columbia, so Vancouver. We're still in school. Everything's still running as normal. Generally speaking, everyone wears masks and there are lineups and whatever. But the kids are in school. They're enjoying themselves. And, uh, you know, they're making new friends. And it's a completely different country, completely different experience. And they love being able to compare what they see up in Canada compared to what they were doing you know, down in Mexico, and uh, they're just enjoying themselves right now. Like, we're very, very blessed that we do have a little bit of movement room. So the kids are getting a little bit stimulated, because during the winter, they were just going batty. And I'm just like working from home, running the business, trying to do homeschooling. It was just not working. <laughs> well, I think that's a lot of what people around the world are feeling right now, this overwhelmed yeah. sense. I am grateful, believe it or not, that I don't have kids in school age. Because yeah, that's I'm grateful mine are older. Right. Because the younger you ones need way more attention. At least my older ones oh are like, here's God. an iPad, make sure you're watching something educational, and I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> right, right. And they take shower. I remember that moment when kids like, oh my God, you can take a shower by yourself. This is by so cool. Yeah. So those little stages of children is fascinating. And I think we're making a lot of people nuts, which is part of this conversation. Uh, a lot of our, our friends and family who check in here are people who are at home, who are entrepreneurs, who are moms, who have small businesses. And we get to be a little relief because they know I'm crazy and fun. But to always provide a little bit of sanity. How do you organize your day? We, uh, I do a thing called boardroom uh, with my big graduates. And the thing that came up last night as we're looking at our year-long declarations is how do serious professionals prioritize? Any insight into that? That's a really great question. And do I have insight? Yeah, definitely. Is my insight like on point? Probably not, for sure. I'm still working through that, like the rest of the human beings probably, to be completely honest. Um, you know, key performance index that we need to be focusing on three tasks at a time only. You know, I'm a hustler, so I'm doing a lot of different stuff. And I am a strategy idea person. I'm just like, ideas, ideas. And my team is like, slow down. <laughs> we can't do everything. Oh, wait, no, okay, so, wait, wait, stop right there. Stop right there. Yep. Let's talk about team. This is the mm. big confusion that I am experiencing with a lot of people right now. When you say team, break yep. down your team a little bit. I have an executive assistant, a social media marketing manager, a content writer, and a basically data researcher for the most part. And that's, that's my whole team. And then a few people on the side when we need some stuff done. Um, Do you ever wonder or worry how you're going to afford your team? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I definitely spent a very good chunk of my time as a consultant doing everything myself because I was afraid to bring someone on and then I wouldn't be able, you know, like if I can go, I can go without eating or I can go without buying something. But if someone else is relying on me, that was a huge mental block that stayed in between the six inches between my ears for a very, very long time. And then when 2020, you know, the whole thing switched and everything shut down a lot of people slow down, it really put a fire underneath my butt. And I've worked 10 times harder and faster this past year than I probably have in like the last five years, generally, even, you know, with all the other businesses that I had. And really, at the end of the day, it was just like, if you make that commitment to bring someone on, number one, you can't be good at everything. You know, like Henry Ford had a box on his desk. And if he needed to know <laughs> something, he'd hit a button and an expert would come in and answer the damn question and give the insight. Right. And so, you know, I finally realized that I'm not great at everything and I should only be focusing on what my, zeno, my zone of genius is. And when I finally made that commitment to myself of like, right. dude, you don't need to be great. Bring the people in who are great. And I was just like, do it. You'll figure it out. All right, so let's talk. I, 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 I need to be really, figure it out. Well, one of the reasons I want to get detailed is because so many people talk in concepts. I don't want to, in college education, I want to be in elementary school. 
your executive assistant, what does she or he do? And first of all, are they local or outsourced? No, all outsourced. So I have teams in Canada, US, India, and Philippines. So everyone is virtual. They're all, you know, we obviously we meet every day and we have our channels where we're chatting and track everything like Asana or whatever. Um, But my executive assistant, you know, I've done a few interviews specifically speaking about hiring and managing VAs or bringing people into your team or who's the first person you should be bringing in. And with all the things that we need to be doing, yes, we got to post on social media. Yes, we need to be growing our list. Yes, we need to be constantly selling or, you know, letting people know what our offers are. Like there's a million things that we need to be doing. And of course, we can't do it all that you should be that you can be hiring for. But at the end of the day, what I have found over the last decade of helping thousands of online business owners is that we're not organized. Because we're so busy being creative, we're so busy creating the product, we're so busy trying to figure out that strategy is that our craps everywhere, unless you actually have a very organized, you know, background. So an executive assistant really is like a project manager. And they're the ones who are going to be creating your SOPs your standard operating procedures so that Anytime you bring any new staff on, everything is organized. You have everything outlined, everything bullet pointed. This is how we use this tool. Here's the videos. Here's the steps. This is, you know, how we're going to be talking to our clients. This is our sales call script. This is da 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 da. And everything is just streamlined. And that's really what your executive assistant is supposed to do, other than, you know, all the other little nuances. But every phone call I have, every call I have with any of my clients, any interviews I have, my executive assistant watches it and extracts all the things I say that we need to get done. She plots it into my to-do list and into all my staff's to-do list. And she just makes sure everyone's getting their crap done because I'm too busy working on the business, trying to, you know, get the word out there, make the connections, the joint venture partnerships, while the team is basically, you know, running all the little parts and pieces that are, you know, behind the curtain for me. So that's you like the number one thing. definitely do a nice workshop just on that. Yeah, because we are all at we're all at that point. And I've been at that point in very different levels. And I don't the whole SOP thing. uh, I have people out there I know who don't even know what that word means. They really don't. Uh, Thank goodness. I've had two people actually teach me. One of them is my daughter. One was one of my students like this is what I have to do for SOPs. I'm like, oh, gosh. And I will tell you what Ashley's saying is so darn true that if you're not focused on that, you're not moving forward. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny because my, my, our thread is line is lighting up here about Karen's excited to see Ash. She's my niece. Oh, well, there Karen Armstrong is watching us. Oh, That's so nice. Hey. <laughs> uh, Susan Levin and Amy and some of my top level students are here because we, they have all hit a level too. And it's kind of like income versus who do you pay at what point do you qualify for all of that and yeah. how do you manage it? You said something interesting, though. I'd love to get in the minutiae here right now, that your assistant is on every phone call. How do you do that? Is it all Zooms or what do you do? Yeah, we, well, I, of course, do Zoom because I'd have the automatic uh, record on whenever I do any Zoom calls. And so everything gets downloaded, thrown into a file, and then she takes it and organizes it and listens to it. Uh, any meetings that we have every single Monday, we, everything's structured. So every single Monday's team meeting, 530, you have to show up no matter what. We're on for about an hour. And then blah, 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 conversation by the time we're done, then my EA goes through the video and makes sure that she takes down again every single thing that we talked about, holds it apart and plots it in all, <laughs> all of our to-do lists. So everything is kind of, you know, just, we're just trying to create it more systematically so that it's less work for us down the road. It's really what did standard you, operating procedures are for the most part. Did you train her or did she train you? No, hell no. That's the <laughs> biggest thing about when you hire VAs. Oh my God. I've gone through so many people. I've got, I've hired and fired so many bloody people. It's ridiculous. Um, and I've, you know, 
totally hurt myself as well. I've had people steal intellectual property. Like it's, you know, I've gone through all the rigmarole. I've learned from all that, but really when it comes to hiring anybody, you don't want to be hiring anyone that you have to train. And that's where I find a lot of people do. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to go on Upwork and I'm going to put up a job posting and I'm going to find someone and this is the thing I want to do. And then I'm going to train them on that thing. And it's just like, no, no, no. If you are going to be bringing someone in like a social media marketing manager or a you know project manager, executive assistant, they need to be experts in that space because they need to know what needs to get done. Stuff that you don't need to know or that you don't already know because you're busy over here with different aspects of the business. Yes, you need to train them on who you are, what you do, who you serve and your audience mm-hmm. and whatnot. But outside of that, like they need to be the experts and they need to be telling you what needs to get done. Like that's the whole damn point of <laughs> being a team. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, I know. So actually, and it's funny because Amy's like, this is so wonderful because no one talks about the minutia. Oh, get a VA. All right, so now actually we're having this conversation in my team today about graphic artists. How do you oh, handle yes. all of that? Talk to well, me. my, honestly, I'm in that, I'm literally in that hiring stage right now. My, um, my social media marketing manager, he's amazing with, actually doing graphic design so he's been holding the boat for us right now he's been doing all the sales pages all the landing page all the funnels the whole nine yards all the graphics which has been great but we're actually looking for a new graphic designer right now to be quite honest with you to add to the team because we just have so much stuff that needs to be created and you know i predominantly use upwork as my main platform to hire people on to be quite honest with you i was on that when it was like odesk like way back in the day before they i remember that yeah 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 before they joined and I've just, I've found really great people on there. Um, onlinejobs.ph is really wonderful for people who are specifically in the Philippines because a lot of them have master's degree, which is great. Like my executive assistant's master's degree, amazing English, like you wouldn't even know. <laughs> right. So depending on what you want, you kind of look for them in, in different places. But um, there are, of course, lots of agency type things where you pay like $350 a month and you get like 15 minutes worth of video creation or you get X amount of graphics created. And that can work for you as well. But I also find a lot of times when you are working with companies that are like that, because they have so many V, like they bring you in the front door and they hook you up with a project manager and that project manager has VAs behind them. A lot of times the VAs can actually switch. So you don't have consistency with your graphics or consistency with the graphic artist that you're working with. And then if it's not that, they can't really follow along with what it is that you're trying to accomplish because they're, they're not, they didn't buy into you. When you I have totally get employees, you know what, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait, yeah. I'm gonna interrupt because yeah. this is so juicy. If you are <laughs> leaning in right now, you're gonna go away for a quick commercial break, and we're gonna come back. You're listening to Forbes Riley here on Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness, and today we're doing all three of them. But we're getting in the weeds. If you've got a business, a product, or service you want to up level, you want to come back right after this break. Don't go away. We don't follow. We lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. 
Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Thank you. Do that again. I'm actually taking a picture of us. You smile because I was holding the camera. <laughs> you know, this whole social media, one of the problems I think when you're uber creative is I can. I can create things for you faster than anyone could ever implement. And that's yeah. a problem with my team. They get very upset with me, like stop coming up with ideas, yep. which is kind of an ironic thing. But you're about to talk about something about raising up all boats. Now, yes. I'm going to take that and, and put it into my, my words. I, Murphy Brown was on television many, many years ago. She was a, a news reporter on television. And the running joke was that every episode had a new assistant because she would go through them like water. Well, not a joke because I did the same thing. And partly I realized that I was inspired and it's the hiring process that was faulty for me, not the fact that I wanted to elevate people. But if the people that you're hiring and you ask them the question, what is it you want to be doing in five years? If it's like they want to be doing their job, whatever that is, their own dream, they don't necessarily want to work for you. There are people though, when you look at personality types who are dedicated to helping other people, that's how they get their happiness. And so when you're going through your hiring, I would recommend that you do a personality test, that you make sure that people are on the right seat on the bus, because that was my biggest, uh, I just love people. My hiring, Ashley, here was, I used to do this. This is so naive. You would walk in for an, uh, an audition. Sometimes I would I'd audition because like, I'm an actress. Sometimes I would have everybody come in at the same moment to, because I talk too much. I, I spend a lot of time telling you about who I am. And then I would hire people on the spot. Come, on, you want to work? Yeah, come spend the day with me and let's see if this works. Well, that's not probably the brightest way to do that. Uh, so I learned that I needed coaching on my hiring skills etiquette. Yeah. But when you do get the right people, um, you know, you'll often hear some of my very successful friends will say they've had somebody with them for 20 years. And that is what you want. You want to be able That's to amazing. rise that person with, because their dream is to have the whole company work as a whole. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's what you're referring to. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, if we can help someone, you know, go after their dreams and their goals, that's a beautiful thing. But then of course, like you say, like you help people and then they move on and then you have to start over from scratch again. And that is definitely something that I've always been on the, like the borderline of like, "Mm, do I do, do I not do it? How much do I go? But thus far, the people that I have in my circle 
are absolutely amazing. Like I could not be doing hardly anything that I'm doing without them. And we're a full family. We laugh, we giggle, we do everything, but I do ask them what their goals are and I help them accomplish them. So my social media marketing manager had an agency before and it kind of fell apart for whatever reason. And I'm like, okay, so what do you want to do? He's like, well, within one year, I want to get that back up and going again. Within three months, because he's done such a great job for me, and I had the conversation, like, if I do send you people, I do need to make sure that you're going to be dedicated to me first. And so we had an agreement with that. And now his agency is bigger than it was beforehand. And he's accomplishing more goals. He's able to take care of his family bills. You know what I mean? And he's so ridiculously grateful for it. But it's more like a partnership more than anything else. And, I, and I'm grateful because he just over delivers all the time and is overthinking and bringing stuff in. And my executive assistant's the exact same way. You know, they have a local restaurant. So I'm like, okay, let's help you get the local restaurant. Let's get you seen. Let's get you, you know, like, da, 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 and we'll come up with strategies and, and whatnot. So not everyone necessarily wants to take off. Some people have different dreams that don't technically, you know, allow, you know, like if you have a restaurant, there's not really anyone who's going to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Leaving you to like do whatever it is that you're doing if they have this. But um, yeah, I don't know. At, at the end of the day, I just think if you can find people who can buy into what your dream is, then, you know, it just, it's just going to be more successful really at the end of the day. And you're absolutely right. Going through like the personality test is extremely important because I'm high energy. I move very fast. I think very fast. I have a million ideas like yourself. So if you can't keep up with me, then get out of the way because I need someone else who can run as fast as I can run. And that's really what it is at the end of the day. So the, yeah, the hiring process and structuring your outline of your job posting, how you can quickly disqualify people before you bring them into an interview and then you test them. And I've had to go through all those things as well because I'm like, I'm a nice bubbly person. You look nice. I'm going to hire you. I did that too. Totally. And it totally backfired and shot me. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I yes, think we're yes. much alike. <laughs> no, actually we are. I love this whole conversation because number one, I need to offline have a conversation about, about uh, Amazon, how to build that back up for Spin Gym. I did discover the power of creating my own affiliate world that if you people, if you're doing what people love to do, that they can make money helping you. That was one of the smartest yeah. things that I finally figured out. Um, I figured out that my entry-level class should be $19. I know that sounds crazy, but it's changed our entire world to be a seven-figure business in less than six months. You're like, how did that happen? It's because, one, I listened to people who want from me. This is a big thing. To all of you guys listening, whether you have a network marketing company, whether you're just starting, whether you have an established business, go back and remind yourself, that stop trying to give people what, they, what you think they need. Give them what they want, and you'll make a whole lot of money faster. Uh, I just got off the phone with a young man who wants to travel around the world. And he says, well, I'm going to take my camera with me and make a Netflix TV show about how I'm going to be a, a two comma club earner uh, by traveling around the world. And I said, you know, the funny thing is go outside right now and ask 10 people if they know, and I'm not going to say their names, but the person who created that company, you know, and a couple of other digital marketers in our space whose names we know. I said, yeah. and see if anybody yeah. recognizes them at all. And came back and he says, nobody has heard of them. I said, yep. that's really important yep. to know. We all live in our own bubble. And so- Absolutely. One of the things that I've mastered is I sell to the masses. I've sold a little over $2.5 billion worth of product. I sold 2.5 million things of these, and you just don't even know what it is. What my zone of genius is truly understanding and listening to what average people, because that's how I grew up, want. Not the highly elite. I can't sell you a $100,000 watch or a yacht. I don't know how those people think, and that's okay. But I can sell a lot of things for $19.99 or $29.99. And... That 
was reminded myself, wait a second, you, you're of the people. My daughter and I were just talking and, and looking at how people perceive us. It's very mm. interesting to the more well-known you get, uh, realizing that people look at you differently than you look at you and that yeah. you have a persona and you have an image and you have a reason for being. And this has been a great year for me, just taking stock of saying, wow, what do I represent to other people? It's been really fun so that they can up-level their life. Uh, you talk about that too. We have a beautiful assistant in Philippines and my daughter just started a company with her. How wonderful. And you're right. Yeah, you can do it. But it never dawned on me to think this way. So I invite all of you who are listening to my conversation here on the Forbes Factor. We've been on air for a long time. We're live today on Facebook. We live on iTunes and Sketcher and Spotify and all those really groovy places. But I'm also very dedicated to Voice America. That is the radio station that has been such a hero for me and so many other people uh, to get their messages out there. Um, so I just want to say thank you as we start the year. We're about getting to wind down here. And I want to ask you, Ashley, mother, businesswoman, wife, gorgeous, what's, what are you thinking about as you move forward into this year? What are your declarations? Uh, actually, I'm making, I'm making it a point to really focus on helping women in e-commerce. That's, my, that's where I, I'm really focusing for this year. And every time I do anything, anytime I teach anything, anytime I go anywhere, I just attract women like crazy. There's not very many females in my space, in the e-commerce space. There's, <laughs> it's really male dominated, like most industries, I guess you could say. And every single time I'm speaking to someone, they're just like, I wish you had a women's support group. I wish you had, you know, like you have like the executive round table, like you have. And so, I, like you were saying, you listen to what people need, give them what they need, listen to what they want. You know, it's like the ask method, Ryan Levesque, I think. Again, that's our verbiage in our space. Not too many people know who Ryan Levesque is or the ask method, unless you're in, you know, marketing and whatnot. And, um, and that's really what this year is going to be about, is serving the women who are the moms, you know, <laughs> business owners, and how are they going to get the support and someone who understands what the hell they have to do, because... Most women have to run the business, find the bacon, kill the bacon, cook the bacon. <laughs> and, you know, not a lot of outside people, I guess you could say, understand all of those pressures and balls that we're constantly juggling in the air. And, uh, yeah, that's really what I'm going to be focusing on this year is, is supporting more women in e-commerce. Well, good. Well, we will bring you on to the mastermind. I know a lot of my students are, are listening live. Uh, and we had a, a – we had a um, – one of our meetings last night and overwhelmingly people were a little sadder than you would have anticipated. But I knew this was coming. Whenever you have a really big high, there is inevitably a really low, low winning oh, yeah. big awards oh, yeah. and making speeches is there's the other side of that. And so if you like this life where you have big wins, you're going to have those moments and how do you get through those and keep going? And I do think it's teamwork, education, elevation, innovation, staying connected programs like this, reaching out to Ashley. How do we find you by the way, my girl? Yeah, it's a wonderful question. You can find me on Facebook, uh, which is Amazon. Um, Amazon with Ashley. I'm just like, oh my God, I forgot my handle there for a second. It's Amazon with Ashley on Facebook and it's thehiddenrulesexpert.com. I'm rebranding everything, recreating everything right now. So we're in the middle of transition, but it's, it's really exciting. So thehiddenrulesexpert.com and or Amazon with Ashley on Facebook is the best place to find me. I love that. Um, how do you separate you and husband time? Oh, that's really easy. My husband's my best friend and I'm totally an introvert. I'm an extrovert, like basically what you were saying. I love hanging out with people. I'm very loud and bubbly and high energy, 
But as soon as I'm done doing that, I'm like in my hole, in my room, all like snuggled up for the most part, <laughs> I guess you can say. But when your spouse is your best friend, it's really easy to have like that separation times. Like, let's go do some lunch. Let's go have some dinner. Let's go have a walk. Let's go to the, you know, now it's not much, but comedy club or whatever it might be. But it really, at the end of the day, we both of us are homebodies. So we just have more fun chilling, watching TV and making dinners here at home with our children and playing board games. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I love when people say I don't watch TV. I'm like, no, no, no. We, we snuggle and watch TV. And we, yeah. and we also play. We have a little game we play on our phone with each other. I like those things. My issue, though, is I don't always know when to stop. I could, I could sit in front of this computer for a while, probably a little too long sometimes. How do you know when time to call it quits? I burn myself out a whole lot. I, the, the, this year has really taught me about my work uh, flow and really the cycles that I kind of keep, keep putting myself into. I found that I run really hard and really heavy for three months and then I burn the F out. I'm like done. And I have to take a whole week off. I can't get out of bed. I can't look at a computer. It gives me anxiety whenever I hear dings or bells or whistles or someone's trying to message I'm me. Loving and- you so much more now. We're all, you know, we're not going to four of us are going to cuddle in bed and watch TV. I think I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm loving this conversation so much. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I like to be real. You know, open book for the most part. But um, yeah, and now I've kind of learned to notice when I'm starting to burn out or get too tired. And I've also started putting in more parameters where I'm blocking off one day a week where I technically don't have calls. I'm blocking off time periods where I'm stopping. This is dinner time. I have to treat this like a job because I will work like literally last night, four o'clock in the morning, the night before four o'clock in the morning, I get up at six 30 to get my kids to school. So I'm only getting like a couple hours of sleep and it's ridiculous, but you know, I'm the creative individual. So if I'm on a roll, get out of my way. Don't talk to me. Don't bother me. Let me get my job done. But other than that, I, I'm doing a much better job of noticing when I need to take a break or when my phone dings and it's giving me a little bit of an anxiety. Like the first reaction is like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to look at it. Like, leave me alone. You know, I'm just like, Ooh, okay, we need to take a little step back, Ashley. Let's, let's not work after dinner time tonight. Let's have the whole night off and, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm like the rest of the human beings. I'm figuring it out as I go for the most part and surrounding myself with amazing people who are giving me some really great insights that's working for them as well. Well, I'm going to tell you about a little retreat that we're going to go to that I think you're going to love because at this location, they treat kids like you've never imagined. I grew up with this particular environment. I haven't done a retreat there yet. We're doing it hopefully in June or July. You're a prime candidate, my girl, because playing and working and doing flying trapeze and having the kids do circus. Yeah. Um, It's been really fun talking to you because it's nice to meet me. (laughs) (laughs) He has long hair and he's younger. I know. All right. uh, 30 seconds. Say goodbye to everybody. One last thing you want them to think about. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much. If there's anything I can say, flex your failure muscle. Fail forward, fail fast, enjoy the process. You know, there's no way around it, really. <laughs> and I totally agree. And don't be afraid of the process. Just know that there's people out there. I think today was a very revealing, very transparent conversation. I think the things that we're afraid of is what we need to embrace most. And success lives on the other side of what makes you nervous, this thing called fear. Uh, On that note, I am Forbes Riley. I got to tell you, to everybody who's watching online live, thank you guys very much. Ashley, I'm excited to talk to you offline. I didn't quite realize how much we have in common. This was a blessed first of the year conversation for me. Absolutely. Big, big hugs, and I will talk (laughs) to you very soon. All my guys in in Arizona, thank you, Tacey and everybody. I will see you guys next week. Same bat channel, same bat time on the Forbes Factor. 
thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.